if everyone has your attitude, Haynes, you know what? We can't win because as black people, we talk about there's not enough role models. There's no leaders. There's no one at the top. There's no CEOs. There's not, you know, we're not getting taught anything in school. So then if they, if that suddenly starts changing and you're still not happy, what, what do we do then? We, we might, we can't win. Um, yeah, boy, what's going on, everyone? They are, man. They are. Interesting week. Oh, uh, mate. I, I don't even know. I actually don't even know what to think anymore. It has been the mo- like social media has just been. I, I, I'm smiling, but it's not obviously it's not a laughing matter. But it's because I've just trying to keep myself sane in the madness that I've seen. It's um, it is it's like a the wild wild west on Twitter and Facebook, especially. Full on circus, um, bro. Mate, uh, I'm I'm just getting to the point where I feel like the meaning of everything, the original meanings starting to get lost yeah and that's always that that's always the case though isn't it and that's and and same thing like it's a pantomime it just becomes a pantomime and when when your reaction to an action becomes more than the action what's the point in looking at the action anymore do you mean like this this is what i mean you have to mate like this actual podcast could be eight hours long i think i reckon i've had three or four conversations this week that have all lasted an hour, if not longer. Um, and everyone's got a different opinion on it. I've, I hear, I hear, I hear what Charles is saying. Um, and I have to agree. It's like, but obviously where everyone agrees is that it stems from sort of an ideology that has an actions in the past that have obviously made it difficult for, Uh, people of ethnic minorities and especially black people to obviously progress and uh, and obviously what happened to George Floyd um, has become more of a statement rather than the reason we're protesting. I feel like it's become more of a statement for people to start empowering themselves and speaking up. Um, Thus, obviously, the protests that have been happening so it's a good thing. Awareness is obviously massive. But what is happening now is there's become a divide that I did not, should have predicted it really, but I didn't predict it to this level. Obviously, when things like the women were protesting back in the day, which was obviously a massive movement and has changed the world, we didn't have social media. So other than those that was probably on radio or TV at them times, you weren't, your mind weren't getting twisted left, right and centre on a roller coaster of emotions of what about this, what about that? Um, like in the end obviously the, the women got what they want the protest happened I just feel like now everyone's using it for their own agenda you've got like stuff happening within the music industry you've got stuff happening uh, within just day to day life you've got political interests are coming into it you've got the other side now that's speaking up the kind of like nationalists it is just turned into a call of fire yeah. to be honest with you it's been mad because the last week since it kind of happened on like my closest friend's WhatsApp group, who probably there's what, 10 of us and two of us are black in the group. They've all been kind of just asking for our opinion. And I've kind of just had to, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I've just shied away from giving my opinion. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad I didn't at the start because my opinion changed the day after. Then I'm glad I didn't do it the next day. Like, it's not <laughs> until today and the thing happened over a week and a half ago that we actually had a whole hour or so chatting about it. And yeah. some of their, the, like, they're not racist at all, but some of their points 
I, I couldn't argue with them. Like when when they're saying to me, "Oh, you're <clears throat> it's it's all good, this Black Lives Matter thing," but why is there so much violence and looting going on? How's that proving the point you're trying to get across? And I'm like, in America and in England, like in terms of like what the violence that's happening. From speaking to my sister uh, and a few friends that went, it was little sparks of violence. I don't think that you could, I don't think they were riots. Obviously, yeah, it did, it has kicked off. But from what she's, from what they're saying to me, ninety yeah, percent of the this, day was. It goes in everything we could probably say, but like we know, the media is only going to show them riots. There's there's yeah. what ten thousand people protesting. There could be one little fight. They're only going to show the fight. There's millions of people around England. They're only going to have seen the fight. They're not going to think mm-hmm. how there was peaceful process and stuff like that. And my friends didn't go to protests, but they're seeing what's been shown on the media and on Instagram. So there's no way. It's a kind of rule. It's a rule for life, though, that people need to do just five minutes investigation or researching before they make a statement or before they have a certain opinion. Because most of the time... People take the media or a, a tweet that's gone viral or a Facebook status from someone that they respect their opinion and they take it for facts without doing a bit of research. If you just did five minutes research, you'll probably see that it was only the horse situation that became an issue. And the day before that, there was a reporter from Australia that had kind of been like uh, goaded into sort of leaving the area and it became a little bit iffy and the police protected him. Those are the only two things. Yeah, but if you're that person that doesn't necessarily follow what's going on, like there's there's loads of protests that we've that have happened in the past and over the years that we've had kind of no interest in or like mm. not really bothered about. And there could be all all we're gonna see is that they shut down the whole of London, there was violence here, violence there. But we're not gonna do five minutes of like due diligence checking what it actually is. Yeah, what I mean? people don't, yeah. No, people don't. I think for the first time, I've seen a lot of people that I know actually question the, like, what's shown on mainstream media. More, like, more so than, I'm not saying everyone's doing, like, everyone's doing that, like, sort of due diligence and sort of working out, like, what, like, how much was actually violent and what small percentage of it actually turned into a situation. But I think for the first time, people, that, like, the police people I know are questioning what they're seeing on, on like, the, the news as such and like the mainstream news at least. Yeah, but the, the, the reason the reason why that's kind of happening, I feel, is because obviously this is a Black Lives Matter thing, but the, the, these media companies can't get away with not getting the opinions of people like us when years mm-hmm. ago, or especially now that like no one's really doing anything because of the COVID situation, but years ago it would literally just be their opinion and that's it. That was it, yeah. So, yeah. so it's a good thing that we're able to hear more opinions. Like I wake up every morning and I watch Good Morning Britain. And obviously it's just refreshing to see, especially people that I know that are going on there and giving their opinion. Like, and that's helping. But there's so many people that are not into all of this and they're just seeing the rough side of everything that's happening. Mm. You, you know what though? Um, I'm not here to incite anyone listening to this and I don't agree with the violent aspects of protesting. But when you look at some of the most revolutionary situations in the history of humanity, unfortunately, it has taken some violence to create change. Nelson Mandela was involved in violent acts. He ended up being the president of South Africa and created change. The French Revolution was not a peaceful protest. 
the women um, uh, fighting for equal yeah. rights, that was not a peaceful protest. Like, I'm not here saying that it needs to be that way, but unfortunately... Without um, that, how, it gets lost. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like, there has to be a point where people start to realise that the reason this is going, the reason this is so intense and the reason this is uncomfortable is because of how long it's been going on. Um, and in like not being funny, um, I'm not going to pr- uh, profess to be someone that is a scholar in US politics, but even when um, Obama was president, stuff was still happening. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? This isn't just a Donald Trump issue. This isn't just a, you know, this is, this is not just because of what happened to George Floyd. It's been going on a long time. Um, so at some point you feel like all of this has just been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling up. I think Donald Trump's definitely played a part in that um, because you have activists that just don't appreciate what he's done in America anyway. Um, and I think that's also been part of the part of the narrative. You've got kind of just activists that are, that are kind of F you to the system that if I'm allowed to say are kind of using Black Lives Matter as a way to just spray paint statues. Of um, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And unfortunately, uh, black people are going to get the blame for it. And um, that's where I think it goes back to your original point. The actual core reason that we were protesting is starting to get lost because I think Black Lives Matter has now been infiltrated by people that ain't really there for the same... The same they're reason. not all like-minded, yeah, yeah. This is more sort of like an anti-fascist opinion who are then jumping on, like using that movement to then sort of further their own opinions and, and go and incite violence in, in something which would have been like peaceful yeah. anyway. But I think people were starting was, to see that though. Do you not think? I think so. Uh, I, I mean, I was seeing it before London started protesting on Twitter. There was people that was actively like very kind of awoke to like woke to this and um, were filming people who were literally there just to incite. Mm. This on, is on someone who's like, a, who's like an agitator who just goes to these things to go to try, sort of go and rile up the crowd and yeah. and actually yeah. incite violence at something which even, would have been pro- like peaceful otherwise. Even with them type of people that are doing that, I think one of the biggest questions is who's who's putting them there? And, and I know that's a deep question that might be uncomfortable, but do you, like they're, they're not there. Of, like they're not there. There's there's an organisation behind them making it happen. Oh, mm. 100%. So if, if we're looking at, for example, our groups of friends who have a valid point about something like you mentioned earlier, Chelsea, like, and, and that's being portrayed by the media, like, surely there's, there's a certain link there then, isn't it? Like, so if, 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 if we need to, as a media, for example, put out a certain image of what's going on, that's bad. All we need to do is put them people there. So I'm not saying it's from them, but it could be true or false. So it, it, with that with that said, it just even all this discussion that we're having now, like I just at it, 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 certain point, it becomes quite futile even having this conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like so, I just it. I don't know. From the last part of this discussion on our last podcast. Yeah. Since then, I've had time to kind of reflect. I've had time to 
not necessarily watch what's going on online because to be honest with you, I try not to, but I, I can't help but see certain things. But yeah, I've had time to think about a lot of stuff and I'm glad we're doing this part two. But I think ultimately this is, this is an issue that is, is obviously in England, our issues are different to America and being someone that, are they though? Uh, I I believe so, yeah. And being someone well, that grow that has grown up here, I can identify with these these, these issues here. Like America, a very like I said last week, like America, are very black and white. Like their their, their racial issues are at the forefront of of their social settings. Do you know what I mean? Here, it's not. We like there is racism here, but it's a lot more discreet. And it's it's a lot more subtle. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right, so yeah. when it comes to mm. us and us dealing with racism, I think, yeah, this has happened um, with George Floyd, and it's brought people out. But do you know what? Like, let's be real. Like, how many of these people that are all talking what they're talking now on the race issues? Yes, they're black. How many of them care enough? be as active as they are now when we have society in, in, in England, blacks killing blacks, gang, gang problems, a big thing that we're always mm. like, we, we, we have this happening in the UK now. Do you know what I mean, and that's one thing that frustrates me about it is that we have this issue and this issue has been going on a lot longer than a week or two. And is that going no, to finish? Is that because um, there is, uh, I'm seeing it more even than the last week than ever before. There, there seems to be a little seed. I'm speaking kind of our generation here. I can't speak for like people that are a lot younger than us. So, but there seems to be a little seed that is sown in every single black person, right? And that little seed either comes from what your parents told you that you have to do better as a child um, because you're black or the, whatever the media has portrayed, or you just reading up on your own history, there was a little seed sown that is oppressed, right? And a sense of, a sense of injustice, a massive sense of injustice. Um, and the reason we don't want to own the black-on-black black situation is I feel like... I feel like it, it, it is slightly... Um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, when you're, I can't think of the word right now, but I feel like people don't want to deal with that because they feel like the other side has nowhere near been resolved. They don't really want to own that black on black situation. I've been reading a lot of the likes of like Leon Knight. I was listening to a Carla, spent a lot long time listening to a Carla and both of them touch upon, um, the black on black issue. Um, but, it is nowhere near in, in, the, in the size of the racial equality in the world, yeah, I'm that, afraid. It is I a understand that, but that, that doesn't take away the deepness of the problem. And if we don't want to, like you're saying, we might not want to own, own, own it or take it on, I think that's part of the problem. Because, like, like, it, I, I, like 
you, oh, you just said about is it a seed? Is it's it linked? Though, yeah, of course it's linked. But this is what I'm trying to say it's to because, you. Like, <laughs> you can say like, oh, you know, there was a seed as a kid and whatever from your parents telling you you got to work harder. Da, 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 da. Yeah, of course. But you don't even need that seed, man. You just need to leave your house. Do you know what I mean? Like, and these young kids, like, they feel it. They're not told it. They haven't been told about it. They're feeling it. They're experiencing it. Do you know what I mean? No. Why do you think black on black crime is happening now? Uh, but before before that, you have to okay, analyze. Cool. You have to okay, analyze okay, why cool. it's happening. But before before that question, right? Mm. I just want to make a point that, like, it's a generation thing, bro. Like, my parents, their mm. parents are responsible for for teaching and guiding and this is this is any race do you know what i mean but it's the parents that are responsible for guiding do you know what i mean i remember one time yeah um i think one of my dad's friends he he literally um was like ah oh, you this is when i was younger and he's like you you have no respect yeah. rare, rare, rare. you do this you do that da, 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 da. and like he used to go on about it every time like i'd see him like he was it did make sense, don't get me wrong. Like, something in me kind of clicked, and I just thought to myself, do you know what? Like, as much as you're moaning about the younger generation, whether you like it or not, the younger generation are your responsibility. So if, yeah. if, if, if there's no guidance to the youngers, yeah, um, from a parental perspective, and, and, and the youngers are left to deal with stuff themselves and interpret things themselves and react to things themselves without that guidance, how on earth can you sit on your pedal stool and start condemning the youngers? True? Yeah. And that's, and, yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where I think the responsibility has to come from within. And that's not going to get rid of racism from the external. No, of course not. But my point is we kill each other a lot. And the same people that are talking what they're talking now, I would love for their voices to come out as loud on a normal day or a normal month when, when situations happen at home. And I'm talking. Do you know the reality is that kids spend more time in school than they do with their parents? Facts. Of course, that. So, of course. So, so, so we have to really look at how we're educating these kids from as early as three, four, five years and old. And as much as you say that, I agree with you. And I've always said that, that, yeah, kids do spend most of their growing up um, hours or years in school. Of course they do. But again, as a parent, as much as I know my kid spends most of the time in school, I have the ultimate responsibility when he's at home. Do you understand? So I, 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 mm. it's, it's that, that in itself is kind of like, Oh, do you know what I mean? Leave the responsibility to the school to bring up my kid. Really, like a lot of parents, let's be real, a lot of parents couldn't sit down with their kids and do algebra and do all of this and all of that. That's the truth. Do you know what I mean? Did you listen did you listen to your teacher more or your or your parents more? Names. <laughs> like would you Yeah. Neither. <laughs> like, do you know what? Yeah, see Charles you just said that and like, like no I didn't. I didn't <laughs> listen to I didn't listen to my teachers as much as my parents. But I'll tell you one thing though, like um if it wasn't for my parents, I I wouldn't have panned out the way I did. Yes, I was quite rogue, yes I was naughty, um yes I was cheeky, yes I answered back, whatnot, whatnot. 
But do you know what? I'll tell you something, yeah? And and this and I, I believe this is because my dad was there for me growing up. And all mm. all the teacher needed to do was say, I'm gonna phone your dad. I, like not in front of everyone, but that would just calm me right down. Like, all right, I did listen to my yeah. dad more than I listened to my mum, fair enough. But out of everyone that I went to school with, mm-hmm. right? I I was mm-hmm. one of the naughtiest kids in the school. But I was the only naughty kid that wouldn't get um, kicked out of school, like because my parents would come to school, and it's mad. Like the way my parents did it, yeah. My parents would come to school, and they'd be like, "Do you know what? I understand what you're saying about him because he's a bit like this at home, rare, rare, rare." So they would never come to school and start giving it to the teachers. Whereas a lot of my peers, their parents would come to school and start having arguments with the teachers. Yeah. Right. That said, yeah. And one thing that my um, what my this is one thing I also want to bring up quick that I rate my parents for. But I got arrested, like whatever else for whatever else. And um, my, my, dad, my dad picked me up from the police station. The first thing he said was, oh, are you hungry? It's like, yeah, boom, went KFC, got food, walking home. And I'm chatting to him about like what, why I got arrested, what the situation is in the area, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and obviously my dad's quite young, yeah? And he's quite mm. active, so he gets it. Do you get me? So we're walking home now, and I'm thinking, raw, like, my dad ain't even telling me off. Like, this is sick. I've got the sickest parents. Anyway, boom, got home. Right, that's it. You're grounded for this this amount of time. You can't you can't have music. <laughs> yeah. Guess what my dad done? Guess what my dad done? I swear to this day, I look back and I just think, wow. You see what he said to me? He said, You can't go out, yeah, but your friends can come to your window of your bedroom right this is what he's done bro bro so far so no, like, no, 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 bro. Listen, listen to the realest of this though right he said your friends can come to your bedroom window because i was on the ground floor he said they can come to your bedroom window and sit on the um sit on the balcony bit bro my friends came once bro in the whole month that's that's yeah. that's when that's when after that period of me being grounded that's when i was like what age was this? Uh, probably about 14, 14. Okay. And that's when I, from that moment on, that's when I kind of started like having my own mind and started doing things myself and just focusing on music. But yeah. he, he, what he'd done there was pretty much like mirrored, um, you know, me going to jail, for example, and seeing how many of your friends are actually going to come and visit you. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And and it's these little things, yeah, that um parents or the older generation, those little things that make a difference. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I as a black man, parents both from Ghana, other than my mum and dad saying to me on a numerous occasions, maybe I don't know, maybe up to three or four times, you need to stop messing about, concentrate harder, you're a black man in the UK, you need to work harder. Everyone's had the same narrative. We never had a frank conversation, though, about like inequality, racism, yeah. or yeah, or or just different cultures. Or my my mum, <laughs> my mum actually preferred me hanging around with white guys than she did black guys. So what is that saying to me when I'm eleven years old? When I'm rolling, well, I was rolling. I remember this really well. This I was rolling with four or five black guys at the time from my state, and that, that was literally all there was. I lived in Barking in uh early 90s it was extremely white and um 
She didn't like it because even in herself, there are almost uh, uh, micro um, inequalities even amongst black people. Gonna, she saw that's, them that's as what I was ask you. Caribbean, yeah. Caribbean. Do you know what I mean? She saw them as Carib Caribbean youngsters. They're no good. She's typecasting yeah, them as well. Of course. Imagine she's, she's only been in the country herself 15 years. And in that time, she's typecasted other, other young black boys. And we're 11 years old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just hang, hanging out. We're not like nicking cars or whatever. Like, you know. But that's all, that's and, all um, Archer. Do you think that, that because you grew up in, in an African family compared to someone from the Caribbean family, do you think that made a big difference in how you look at racism or how you might face um, it head, head on? No. I, I mean, I don't think so much about... Um, I don't know. It's hard to answer. I don't, I don't think it, I think with their similarities within people that grew up in the same era as me, same era as me, sorry, there has to be similarities in our upbringings as young black people living in the UK. Um, what I think have been the sort of the biggest things that sort of kept me on half a straight and narrow was going to church. Um, my family in my early years until I started playing football a little bit tried to make me go Saturday school. Um, and what that did was it just meant that there was a sort of boundary that, I, that you know, there was a level that I wouldn't go past. Mm. I would do naughty things and get involved in a little bit mm. here and there. But, I, you know, there was always this like level that no, 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 this is, you know, you stop there. And I think I had an influence on my friends. If I, if I was around, if I was in a, you know, when we were going clubbing in the early days or when we were going youth club or, or moving around, they wouldn't do certain things around me. That, that's how seriously they took my upbringing and they respected my family. Like I had white friends that slept at my house, that ate my mom's food, that, you know, spent the whole day in my garden. So I educated, unintentionally, I, edu I educated loads of my friends about black culture mm. to the point where they knew about the foods they knew a little bit about the country. They knew that I'd spend summers there and they'd look at pictures. So that they didn't, they didn't, I remember some of my, my closest friends when we was a bit older talking about this. Obviously the image you see of Africa is flies mm. all over kids, uh, red nose day. You don't, you know, I, I saw an image the other day of Somalia. I didn't even know Somalia looked like mm. that, bro. The beach was amazing. You never see any of that. But I gave them exposure to, the, to that other side from as early as eight, nine years yeah. old. So I, I had a great influence in their life, but I just feel that my mum, doing what she did there, um, she was right to tell me that I had to work harder because she'd be naive not to do that. Um, but we never really had a straight conversation. And I feel like I, it, that doing that, and because I wasn't someone that was naturally academic and didn't really want to research, I just ignored the whole history really of where potentially my family comes from um, what happened back in the day in the slave trade, the real history of Ghana, the real history of why we're here and, you know, why America's America, all that stuff. I didn't do history and I chose geography, so I didn't know any of this. Even and if you chose taught, history, though, I don't think you would have, I don't think you would have learned it. That's right. It doesn't get taught. It doesn't I don't get think, taught. if you, you're going to go, if you, you're going to go and learn about the French Revolution, which is like, some, or things which are favoured quite, like, which have, aged as a positive in terms of the history books. They're not going to teach you about the reels of the sort of colonial Britain and the, the terrible things that 
this country ultimately done and stuff like that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't learn it in, in school, would you? So it, it is wild that, that when they do the curriculum, they just go, nah, we just leave that bit out. We're just not going to talk about this. And you got to ask why now, because I feel like some of the, well, the evidence is out there. We've all seen it. I'm sure we're all tired to the point where it's probably affected what we're posting. It's affected how frequently we're opening the likes of Facebook and Twitter. It affects your mindset. You can't say it doesn't. Um, and that's because people are just uneducated. I'm like, there's people that I've sat next to on planes, shared hotel rooms in Marbella, um, been on a table within a club, classed them as friends or, you know, good associates that are just clearly uneducated and, uh, and have lost sense of really what this whole thing is about or should be about. And, but I don't hate them because I just understand that we're in a system that from as early as I say it again, as early as three, four, five years old, you are almost subconsciously trained to feel a certain way. Unfortunately, right, if you're not, you see what you just said there. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause obviously from the, from the last podcast, I, I was obviously reflecting on some stuff I said. And like, like I said, it was, it was quite frustrating cause I didn't know how to convey myself, whatever, whatever. But even like the comment where I said, you know, like people have the right to be racist. Like, yeah, racism is wrong, yeah? But that, what you just said, like not being educated, when I made reference to that household that has never seen a black person or Indian person, but mm. only has the media to influence their um, opinion or whatever. Like that, and, 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 and that in itself, what you just said, like you don't hate them, but you understand they're not ed educated. That, that yeah. in itself allows you to not, respond to them emotionally and that that was my biggest point then as well and that's why as well when you said about teaching um sammy said about in school it, it's never going to be taught the way it should be and whatever of course it's not and that's why i don't think anything's going to change until people truly understand the history and that and this is this mm. is following on from a conversation i had with someone um and he he, he said that and i was just like yeah do you know what? that's bang on you know because it, it and, and, and even, like I said, as a, as a mixed race guy growing up, I went through what I was going through. I was quite angry. I couldn't understand why they would, the police would do this all the time to, to me. Like I'd be handcuffed, but my mates wouldn't be. Why? What's the difference? Da, 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 da. Like there was anger building mm. up in me. Bro, when I was 16, yeah, I started going to like this, um, this class, yeah in bow, right? It had nothing to do with yeah. school. It had nothing to do with my parents. I can't even remember how I got into, like how these guys found me, right? But they, they literally would like take us, like we were all young there and they would just literally break down history, break down slavery, break down all of this, which I'm so... Were you all black or was it a mixed um, group? Mainly black, like, um, yeah. And, Obviously, but then I was one of the f few mixed race people there. Do you know what I mean? Um, okay. If I remember correctly, I don't. I think there was a couple of white people there, but they might have been like more people that would like teach as well. Do you know what I mean? And um, okay. like, this was a good thing for me. But I'll be honest with you. During that process, I used to leave that class, yeah, at like nine p.m. and uh, with the information they gave me. It, like it was, I just leave there and I was just, I looked at white people and I thought, oh my God, like, <laughs> oh my God, do you know what I mean? Like, and, 
And the reason yeah. why I'm telling you this is because how I learned, I feel like was quite radical in the way that I learned history. Yeah, it kind of sounds. It, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm my own thinker, right? And it, and this is when I kind of like I I was happy to learn it all, but then that whole thing of me leaving the, leaving the class and thinking those things was part of my process, like part of my way of mm. processing information. Do you know what I mean? And again, that could have made me or break, broke me. Do you know what I mean? I could have just been some next guy, but I had to understand myself because I would always be going home and my mum is white. Do you know what I mean? So there was a, so there was a way where I had to make sense of this for me to, to still be me. So when I was in that class year, it got to a point where they were like, um, <laughs> like we all can change our name because our names, obviously my surname's Charles. Yeah. So it's like your name, surname's Charles. It comes from a slave master. You can change your name to an African name now if you want. And when, when that started happening, that's when I just said, do you know what? Like, I think it's time mm. for me to kind of bolt out of it. Do you know what I mean? And that's not to say like no one should do that or whatever else. I'm not like dismissing kind of sounding like blank but, yeah but at my age that was it got to a point where i was like nah this this is this is getting to you were 16 yeah, but, yeah. but then that that just goes i feel like, that I feel like that's back the kind to, of age they start yeah. that goes back to like when is the right time if you can't educate these these kids in school because to a certain level to go really deep and educate them you've kind of got to go to how you was yeah in that you, place. you do so then mm. you leave school and then you get older and then it's like, when is the right time to educate? Yeah. When, when are you going to get educated? And, and like, this is what I'm saying, Charles, yeah? My, my point is, it's the responsibility of the parent to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't condemn them guys for doing what they were doing. I really don't because they, they had good intentions. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm someone else's son. I'm not yours. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, I feel like it's quite dangerous for you. It's almost, it's almost dangerous for them to take me in, teach me all this stuff without knowing my parents. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I and, agree. And that's where, I agree. That's where you say, um, Charlesy, like, when is the right time? If it's not at school, if, if you don't do it when you're 16 outside of school, you grow up as a man and you haven't really processed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's a tough thing. you... you- hmm. You were 16 before you started hearing about it. I was probably later than that, being honest with you. Like, I had friends that kind of... I grew up in a white area, which there's, there's got to be tons of people that, that were similar. So it's not something that was ever spoke about between my friends or really bashed home to me about. So I was probably, I was probably later. We're both black. You're mixed race, but I think, you know, the UK would see you as a black man. So if it's up to the parents but there's no education before that. How is a white family going to educate their kids mm-hmm. if they're not educated exactly. themselves? It has to be the school. Nah, bro. Nah. Do you know why I say no to the school thing? And even that, what you just asked me, you said, like you said, how can your parent educate you when there wasn't education before that? And so maybe, maybe mm. that, cl- that type of class that I went to was the beginning of the edge, like, I mean, maybe I, me going to that class broke the chain. So I'm able to teach my kids about things. It's from, such an awkward subject though. That point pe- of view. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But at the same time, you've got, a- sorry, George, you've got to think like, no, 
we, as a kid, or even any of us as kids going to school, like how much do you want to be educated about this? Like, how much from a history lesson are you actually interested in? Do you get what I mean? Like, I, school's I, not I the place. School ain't the place. Me personally, I, I went to school. I love school. It was great for social. I learned. I came out all right. But my history lessons, can I tell you anything about it? No. The, the, the history teacher had bad breath and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing, bro. What, what was you, you going to say, Sam? In, in terms of, obviously, this is looking at it from like a school down perspective, teaching this at a young age. And obviously, there's, there's a whole generation which have that that education. There's, there's more than one generation who have not had that. But we live in an age where information is so accessible. And is it not like, after everyone seeing this this movement, is it not some like, hasn't everyone got a, a, a responsibility to go and sort of at least do their own research on this and, and educate themselves. Yeah. Obviously, obviously with, with, with a child, it's different. Obviously, they're, they've been educated by parents and their teachers and so forth. But for those who didn't get that education in school, if you, if you were from a white family in a white area where you went to a white school with, you probably never touched on any of this, is it not, does not that, does this, that person not have some sort of responsibility to then go away and educate themselves yeah, in the age where and I think this, this is a perfect time away, like. this is a perfect time for people to get educated like, like I said in a conversation with my mates today I am confident that just having that chat with me and kind of what I've been through which they probably weren't even aware of has educated them like for some of them mm. that were just like oh but like Black Lives Matter I'm giving my experience and why I'm supporting the campaign and they're, they're, not, they're not going through what we're going through. So they, they, why would they want to go and educate themselves? So it's going to take more conversations, I think podcasts like this and all of this. Like, <clears throat> I'm going to talk in my WhatsApp group so much more about this now. And they're going to be interested. Mm. And they are. And I think that's, that's the new education. But these kids, are, I don't know. I think, like, I've learned myself more in the last two weeks than I have my whole life about this. 100%. It is such an awkward conversation, but if it remains awkward, it will never be resolved. Um, you have to have done uncomfortable conversations with people that you respect, people that you know. So something that I saw, which it moves away from obviously the George Floyd situation, which is uh, how we open this, this podcast today, and, and seeps into all areas of life. And I saw um, Mr. Jam, and Funk Butcher have been very vocal about um, inequalities within the music industry and especially within dance music. And Funk Butcher was um, basically saying how he was a little bit uh, disappointed with um, Simon Dummel from Defected uh, for not um, for not being forthcoming. Uh, not being as forthcoming as he should have been in a in an area of music that is is actually of the foundation is yeah. completely black yeah black oranges, um, and he he was really, I mean this Fred, he, he this has obviously been playing on his mind for a long time. This Fred must have been ten thirteen things long, uh, and I was expecting it to turn into beef, but in actual fact, a positive outcome. Simon Dunmore picked up the phone to him. They spoke. Simon admitted that he's got uh, he's he's got more of a responsibility 
to be more open-minded and more culturally accepting of the situation. Um, and they move on from there. And for me, that's it. If you can influence one people or one influential person that's going to influence others, that's a start. We're not going to change this in a day. But Funk Butcher didn't get angry. He didn't go to central London, start kicking down things, uh, having fights, looting, whatever. He did it in the right way. And I feel as, as, as people, we need to be better. We need to be a little bit smarter and also educating in what we're saying. Don't just say things from emotion. If you read, like I, I invite anyone that's into house music to go and look at what he said. And it's great to hear that Simon was up for picking up the phone and didn't just react in a you know in, in in a way that a lot of people are right now um didn't block him on these, twitter and sort of kick off yeah but, yeah and these are some of the things that um that i think will you know will be hugely influential in the next decade for for all sectors um i reckon the fashion industry's got a lot to say in this as well um i saw one of the black actors that used to be in hollyoaks calling out hollyoaks saying you guys have posted this black square today and they've given it all uh, Black Lives Matter. But in reality, when I was working for you guys, you told me not to talk a certain way. You told me not to put my hair in a certain way. Like everyone is using this opportunity to sort of say, no, this isn't cool. Certain venues in London have been called out for being mm-hmm. having sort of racial door policies. Um, it's making everyone rethink the same way how we had to rethink when women got equal rights, the same way when we had to accept that the LGBTQ TQ <laughs> yeah um uh you know have uh, are in the society and need to be accepted for what they are you know it's everything's taboo and we need to make it not taboo to the point where it's not uncomfortable anymore to talk about it and like you're saying in, in your group uh Charlesy, you chatting to your friends who are white and maybe to you, you feel like they probably understand black culture because they're from East London. They've been around you. They've got black friends, but do they? So sometimes it's just, it's cool that you're talking on what's I've been doing the same and it just gives people a real sense of, okay, all right. Like I probably took this for granted. I, I sort of knew this was going on, but it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my mate, Charlesie. We're all right. So we crack on. Um, and it's, it, I'm so thankful that it's happened at a time where people are at home they're not distracted yeah because this is it's been pivotal to this movement I don't think this get I think if we are all I I probably said this on the last podcast but if we are all busy with our day to day stuff this becomes another black guy that gets shot in America question yeah if like obviously what you're saying with the likes of Simon Dunmore and things like that like I could say I've been through things where I've probably hit a ceiling and couldn't go any further because I'm black and mm-hmm. obviously you're saying these companies and these same companies that I've hit a ceiling with, I've seen them post these things. All of a sudden their whole socials changed to like them posting more about black artists and stuff like this. But how much of that in six months time is going to change? It's going like, to go back. I, I personally, I can't see it changing. I think it's going to go back. I think it's going back. Um, I, I don't see like, it's not, it's not enough. That, that's just not enough. It's not once everything goes back to normal and everyone can do their thing and everyone's distracted, it's gonna go straight back to it, man. And and and, and that and same guy, the, that same guy who called out Hollyoaks, 
you're going to have another 50 odd that's going to go through the same thing and not call anything out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's. <laughs> and at the, at the end of the day, it's like, I'll I just tell you the situation. It's like, it was when I was on Capital, I couldn't, I had another show. I couldn't get the show because they didn't feel like the sponsor money would come in at that time. And purely, like, I just felt like, and my producer and other people felt like it was more because they wanted that kind of white person to be the face of it and this and that. <clears throat> but I just, and when it becomes about, you can't put that black person in there because they're not going to make the money return on what they want. It's going to go straight back. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. It's going to take a few. It's going to take a few game changing things to happen. I mean, is it is it not game changing that um, Austin is announced as, you know, head of Atlantic Records? Is that not is that not game changing? Uh, I, I said it on podcast. I think the second one that he was going to do it. So it was before all of this. Yeah. And personally, it's great for him. He's definitely worthy of it. He should do it. But there was no way in that role they were not going to employ a black person. This is before everything that's happened, purely because the person okay. who the the person who um, he's taken over from got called out for this whole blackface thing Racist years ago, stuff, yeah. and it had just come out. Uh, it came out yeah. at the beginning of the year, so there was no way they were just. But it was always inevitable that there was going to be a black person in that role. Yeah, and, and he called out for a blackface thing. Yeah, it's like at a party, yeah, <laughs> blackface or something like something stupid. This, like is, that. A, this is a record label which makes millions of pounds of. Yeah, black I'm music. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was his wife that like um, hotted him up or something. She uploaded a picture on Facebook or something, and that's how people saw it or something. <laughs> and then that's that. I that, think that, that to me is like when you're saying that George is, yeah, it could change later on or whatever. But is it, I just feel like they're just doing it because of this. Like, there's no... Does it make it necessarily right that this person... I don't know. It just goes crazy in my head when I think about these things. One more thing before you continue, right? And no disrespect to him. Like, he's a cool guy. I've met him and, and that. But, like, they're not going to employ... I don't think anyone's going to employ a black guy that's radical and that's going to come into, into the place and start changing up things and turning tables. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can have, you can have a black guy in that position, but he's basically just going to be like a yes guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he might come with a different perspective that you're never going to know. But ultimately, when it comes to making a certain change, like, for example, having that face on there, we must have that face on there because it represents, it's, it's going to be good for the black culture. Like, if, 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 they, if they were going to have someone who's going to be quite um, like strong in, in, in what they want, like, they'll get another black guy that's just going to be like, yeah, okay, I understand, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yes guy thing. Like, and that, like, Hang on, though. You know I mean? it's, on, not, though not a milita- it's not a military thing, like, you get me? Would, would our parents have ever seen a time when the likes of Reggie Yates was like one of the top presenters for documentaries on on okay, TV. Okay, but that's not enough. Would our parents have... No, wait, 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 wait. Would our parents have seen Virgil Agbo be the creative director for Louis Vuitton? They never would have okay, seen that. Okay, but what does that like, mean? There are... 
That's like saying it means change. Okay, but then look at it means look at change. Obama. He, he was he can't, look he, at Obama. Yeah, what? Tell me what yeah. happened. What, like what? What's 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 what big changes has that happened? Like when he when he came, everyone was going like I had family members that flew to America because they were so excited about it. And I was just like, what? It was changed. Though. Yeah, of course it was changed. It was changed. Face, but- he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't able to he wasn't able to kill racism. Not one man could. But he was able to be a massive and this is and it's happening again now, but he was able to be a massive signal to the world to say, actually, this can happen. Him, Nelson Mandela have shown that like black people can actually raise a nation um, and have a huge uh, positive impact on the way people perceive black people to be. Um, and whilst a lot of bullshit was still going on during Obama, during Obama being a president, a lot of good stuff did happen. Like, you know, and even if, even if it only changed another 2% more of America's, um, America's population's demographic, then great. Like, you know, I, I, I just think that we're, we're, what we're doing is we're not celebrating a lot of the good stuff that's actually happened. Uh, it's, quite natu- it's quite natural to be doom and gloom because that's I what it under- feels like I right can now. understand but why you need- think that, George. I, I do. Yeah. I understand why you think that from saying this, but the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying now is not because it's doom and gloom. Bro, I will celebrate anyone that's got a position, whether you're black, white, Indian or whatever. To me, it, it, that doesn't matter. Like, my, what, what we are here talking about is racism and change. Like, I'm not going to be convinced by all this smoke and mirror business whereby, oh, look, we've got a black person up here now. And this, that's not enough. It, and it's not about being doom or gloom. It's doing something that's going to make a change. For example, like walking down the street or walking down the uh, shopping centre and you see, for, just for example, five white guys with hoods up, yeah, with skateboards. No one's getting, no one, no, no one's going to walk, walk towards them and be like, oh, oh shit, like, do you know what I mean? But then you see, that's, yeah, yeah. And that's where the change, that's the changes that I'm talking about. Not having a, a guy mm. that's got a title where he's getting paid this much money, like, but I feel like me, the change needs to happen at the top for it to trickle down. Yeah, but that's, and that's what I'm saying, but the change at the top, is it change when you've got, like, you need, you need, this is another thing I was, I was talking to my friends about and it's like, there's been situations where I've probably been in, but not felt comfortable because of racism but I'm not going to be in that position to be able, like I've always felt like I can't say something because I don't want to lose my job or like that could stop That's me my from point. being on radio. And That's this my and point. That. So, but if I had someone at the top that kind of believed in what we all believe in, it probably wouldn't have felt like that. And I okay. feel like this, this is probably a good thing now that this has happened because I feel like people are going to speak more. But that will trickle down into being more seen, people being seen, not being scared. Like I listened to uh, Ace and Shawnee B do something uh, podcast, and Ace they got people to call in and basically be like, if you saw a big black man with a beard, would you be scared? Like black women were calling up saying, yeah, but they couldn't justify why and where it's come from. That's mm. where change needs to happen. That's where the change is, that, and that's why as long as things like this don't get changed, like. Mm. It's irrelevant that Reggie Yates is is, is the best um, 
presenter doing documentaries on BBC. It's, that's irrelevant. That doesn't like that doesn't. It's not. It's not relevant. Do you know why? Because 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 as as black people. If everyone has your attitude, Haynes, you know what? We can't win because as black people, we talk about there's not enough role models, there's no leaders, there's no one at the top, there's no CEOs, there's not, you know, we're not getting taught anything in school. So then, if they, if that suddenly starts changing and you're still not happy, wh- what do we do then? Yeah. We, we might, we can't yeah, win. You, you got them. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not happy about it, and I do, I do see it. I do see where you're coming from. But what I'm trying to say is, it's not enough to say like that's change, like. I mean, yeah, yeah, role models, all them things you're saying, hundred percent, bro. I back that. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> you see, like Rosa Parks, like she's she sat where she sat, and she did not move. She made change. Do you get me? Like when, when yeah, we this, 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 you're this, right. This, what you're saying. I've, this I've, is what I've I mean. Is it about the whole being country. Rev- I've travelled the whole country of Tiny and done concerts where it is ninety-five percent white people. And yes, it's not necessarily fully black music or what, whatever we're saying, but that's a change. Stormzy now, with what he's doing and what he's saying, that's a massive change, mm. bro. And that's a yeah. good role model. And that's like, I guarantee Stormzy wearing a hood and um, him being him is a lot of these kids' parents are like, oh, it's not, it's not that bad. And that's how it's going to work. Should it, should it be not that bad or should it be that's, that's, that's fine? Yeah, but it's a start. It's, it? just, it's like, a start. I'm, yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah. You've got to get the I conversation think, I started. Think there's a I think the there's a double edged sword here. Like, I, I really do. Like, and don't think my attitude is negative or anything like that. Please don't, because it's not. I'm just trying to be, in, from my perspective, realist in this situation and not be like convinced that because that's happening, Hey, hey, ho, ho. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like there is a double-edged sword with all of these things. Like, like, yeah, Stormzy's got his hood up and da 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 Like, what change do you think that's actually doing? Like, yeah, 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 there's one of us up there. No, yeah, there's one of us up there. But at the same time, there's, there's an Im- that, that image is the same image that has a negative stigma towards our society. So as much as you don't change the image, yeah, but the image change ain't changing. The image, the image change the image. If you change the image, it's a completely different narrative. Okay, and this if is why this is why this is deeper. This is this is this is the subconscious, man. Like this is like this is deep shit, bro. And that's why there's it's a double-edged sword. Do you know what I mean? And, like I, I'm a strong believer that you know what 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 we say like becomes our reality. Do you know what I mean? Like the things we say can can give off spells. That's why it's called spelling. Do you get me? Like, and when you've got people protesting, saying, um, "I can't breathe, I can't breathe," like, and all these things. Like, as much as you think, "Oh yeah, we're protesting," you're actually enhancing this whole energy. Like, and and so as much as it might look good, from for me, I just think there's something in this that is actually it's a double-edged sword, and we're, we're also we're also putting ourselves in it. Like, do you get me? Like, and all of this, you can't. You're going to struggle to convince me that Tiny's Temper's success, Idris Elba's success, Storms' success is not doing good work. But, I'm not, but the thing is, I'm not trying to, to convince you that, bro. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm not trying to convince you that because what what you're convinced of, I'm with you on it. Mm. Yeah. 
And okay. this is what I'm trying to say to you. It, to me, there's a double-edged sword in all of this. And I'm, I, what you're, what, how you perceive it, bro, I fully perceive it the same way, but then I also see another side to it. And that's it. I'm not trying to come you. Know, you do you know what else? Because like, to be honest with you, it'd be, like, it'd be quite foolish for me to be trying to convince you of that because obviously it does mm. help. But at the same time, what I'm saying to you is that's not enough. <laughs> that's it. That's, it's not enough to go, oh, okay, then, yeah, we're on our way to change. It needs to be more radical change. And, it needs, and, and when I say more radical change, Yes, we've got people up there doing this. Yes, but we've got people. No, no, radical. but listen, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yes, we're, I mean, I say radical, don't think I'm meaning like um, some next level shit. But when I say radical, I mean, yeah, we've got people role models now. Yeah, you've got people doing presenting on BBC. All of that is good and, and it's great. Yeah. But then at the same time, simultaneously to all of this, we need the changes at home, the education, like what we spoke about earlier to do with, to, mm. and this is where, this is why I'm trying to say it's not enough. Everything needs to happen simultaneously and that's how it Haynes, in order that in order for that to happen, the conversation needs to start and the conversation hasn't even been starting until now. No, and that's, no, that's it, what I it think. It started for years, bro. Like, no, but not on this level. Not with the did you not, did you companies and people and, and the widespread the, the widespread a- aspect of this without that you it's been that I'm, I'm seeing people talk about this who, have, who would never even think about it so before. so then so then what about what about my dad's generation who came to this country um and there was signs up saying no blacks no no irish no dogs this this is a mm-hmm. time like it's been happening for years okay so when you look at my dad's generation and you look at what he grew up uh, how he grew up and and the struggles that he had from society and even from the police or whatever else, bro, it's been happening from then. Yeah, for so, us, yeah. No, I, I wasn't. Us, I wasn't saying this is. I wasn't saying this is the first time uh, racism has come up. I'm saying this is the first time that everyone has not felt uncomfortable about having the conversation. They felt an uprising and that it is time to actually deal with this head on. It's always been an under the radar thing from. From even before your dad's time, it's been there, but it's been under the radar thing. Don't talk about it. It's been like, a huge you know. taboo before this, like to talk about yeah. this in 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 certain forums and and in certain places. Like before before this, do you think someone could go and out a company or like or say uh, say Hollyoaks? You, before this, I don't think he would have actually had the. Yeah, but yeah, it's, he wouldn't it's, have thought it was because they like, they would have probably lost their job or something like that. Like the, yeah. Mm. They're, they're not gonna out, they're not gonna say things because they're just worried about what the repercussions are. Haynes is different this time. Manchester recorded their biggest ever protest in the history of Manchester. Hollywood. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? The bird's eye view thing. Ridiculous. It's different this time. Like people are willing to support, be outspoken, white and black. From what I'm hearing, the protests are pretty much more white people than black, or at least 50-50. It is, it's a fantastic first step. Okay, uh, Long ways to go, I want to see this. I want to see this the next time a black kid gets killed by a black kid. Like, I want to see as many people feeling so passionate about it then, and then talking to, um, and then not being uncomfortable to talk about it. Now it's now everyone's comfortable to talk about it, so people are talking because it looks like it's comfortable to talk about. 
you know what I mean? But when it when 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 it when we go back to I don't know the, the norm as we we might have known it or as it's about to happen, like and then something happens, I want to see these same people talking. I would love to Haynes. see it. And, 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 what, and why if, why is there black on black crime? I feel like this is probably one for another podcast. But why do you feel there is black on black crime? Because you have to analyze the actual journey to getting into that situation. Why do they feel oppressed? Why are they poor? Why do they feel to use knives? What's going on at home? Why are they living in these areas? It's all part of the same issue. Does that make sense? So until yeah, but you I get to the root the same of thing it, as, I can actually do the same thing as where the gun's coming from because man and man ain't making guns in the estate. They're, com- they're coming in. Where, where's the drugs coming from? It's coming in. So then we're going to go into like yeah. deeper stuff. And That's political. Exactly. You can't answer I don't feel that black on black is, not, is, is any deeper than what we spoke about. If the, the, the fact is that until, I don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime, but until society is a, a tad more even and people are given the same opportunities and, a, and the kind of massive elephant in the world is, is gone and that mentality has changed, at root levels, there will be black and black crime because. Do you, do you think? They're not do you ed- think, as a black man, you need to change to help to get rid of racism? Yeah. Me, I feel like I, I, I feel like I, I have been a change. No, do you feel like you have to change though? You have to change as a person to make right, from now. Yeah, from now or even growing up. Like, do you think for racism feel, to disappear? Yeah, do you know what? It, it, you as I a black actually, man have to change. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're educated or just to... I think that, um, so in the past, I think I've had to chameleonize uh, to, so, to kind of fit in. But then I think I've been a positive influence in people's perceptions of a black man. Um, I also feel like I need to change now because I'm someone like yourself, Mitch, uh, Charles E, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm someone who was probably uncomfortable talking about it before um but i'm more comfortable talking about it just in the last seven days i want to have those conversations with anyone i'm not outing people on social media not my game it's a it's the wild west out there but if i've got friends that i respect and want to and and speak to i'm happy just to kind of tell them maybe a bit more of a story they didn't know before Mm. um so yeah i do feel like i need to i do feel like i need to and this is and this is what what troubles me a little bit because for me, like, it, it's not my, like, as, as a black man, I'm not the one with the problem here. Yeah? So as much as we can look you at... You can help the as solution, much as, uh, But please just, please, I, I feel like this whole podcast or the last few bits we've been talking about, you feel like, you think I'm, like, challenging you or I'm against what you're saying. I'm not. I get what you're saying and I'm yeah. with you, but... I just I, I always see the other side. I always see a different side. Whether that side is is real or if it's an illusion, I see another side and I can't help that. And that's what keeps I feel like keeps me sharp with, with my opinions, mm. like um or my perspective. And for me, in terms of racism, like if a man's racist, yeah, to me as a black man, I'm not the one with the problem here. Like why? the fuck do I need to apologise and why do I need to change? You're the one racist. No, but you can educate. Of course, right? of course. Apologise is the right word. Of course, but, but this is what I mean. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Like, it's, I just feel like 
when I say black and black and whatever else, yeah, it's a big problem. And there's so many things that you said is another podcast. But what I'm, all I'm trying to say when it comes to that is the same people that are shouting so loud now, why are they not shouting then? And this is it for me. This is what makes me just think this, all it is, is smoke and mirrors, man. It's smoke and mirrors. And that's why I, that's why I won't see change. I don't see this changing and being revolutionary. Be I agree. With like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Because it needs to, that's when it needs to change. Like when, 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 when you're not, when you, when you talk about it, when you are uncomfortable, not when you're comfortable. Yeah, we're comfortable now. That's why more people are talking about it. But the, when you as a black person or you as a white person feel uncomfortable to talk about it, that's when you need to talk about it. And I don't feel mm. like now, it, like now it's become so comfortable. That's why we're free. Like last, It's not that comfortable. It's not that comfortable yet. Uh, it's, it's a lot more, more comfortable um, in the last two weeks yeah. than it was prior to the last two weeks. I agree. And that's my point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why it became so comfortable is because, remember, like, let's be real, like, I'll call all of us out here now, even me, yeah? Last week we spoke about this and I was nervous, yeah? Because mm. I haven't really, like, I've, I, wow, we're going to talk about oh, my God. Whereas this week, we already spoke about it. I've had a bit more time. Now I'm really, I feel ready to talk about it now. I feel like, do you get me? Okay. And that, that, is, that is a reflection of what's happened. We, we, we're, we're, yeah. Sorry. So when we, yeah. when we didn't feel comfortable, that's when it was hard for us to talk about it. Now we're, t- this, this, even this whole conversation this week feels a lot. Bro, it's been yeah. a week. And the mentality, and the mentality exactly. slightly changed. So my point, my so this, point, no. So that's a sign. That's a sign. But bro, remember, man, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go. It's got. I, I think we're gonna go back. And all I'm saying is, everyone that's comfortable now to speak about it, fair play to you, and I rate it. But the the biggest challenge and the biggest way to actually out in all of this is talking about it when you do feel uncomfortable, and then and then we can start making move forward like that. Right. And yeah. that and that and that's and that's why when that's why when I look at like you know. The role models up there, yeah, yeah. The role models are up there, but they're they're in a comfortable position, and like, I don't see anyone in these role model positions doing anything to make people around them uncomfortable, and that's where the, the change will come with 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 an uncomfortable situation, and that's what I mean. Sammy, Sammy, growing up, like. Do you ever remember a moment where you was like consciously like, oh yeah, like I've got black friends and I quite like some of this garage music that's kind of a bit urban. And did you even think about that? Or was it just like, this, this is what it is? Was you conscious of your surroundings or? For someone, I went to a school which was a complete mix of, of everything. Like there was, yeah. it, it was, it was a, a real wide mix. But from someone who had majority like black friends at secondary school. Yeah. Um, from then going from that secondary school to a different sixth form, uh, like it was, it was a very different sixth form, which was was a majority white sixth form. Yeah. Um, it, the first time I really realised it then was when, like, taking the friends from school to sort of go out with the friends from sixth form, and it <laughs> it was a big that was a that was a bit of a thing. It, it seemed like the people in the sixth form weren't used to having. Yeah being out with five, six black guys, it, that was, that was a huge thing. And it, 
it got to the point where they didn't want to go out with them and they wouldn't go out of them. It was, it was an awkward one for myself to sit in between that. Like one day, one day I'd go out with them and one day I'd go out with them where, and if I tried to go out of both of them, they wouldn't always get on it. And it was, that is racism. That's, that's, but they, they was in a position where they just grew up around, they went to a white school, which then went on to the, where, where I went to sixth form. And then they didn't have that multiculturalism in that school. So yeah, it, it was it was weird to, to sort of like it, it, it's the first time I really see it like in terms of like thinking okay they, these people are actually they are racist ultimately it's not like they, mm. they don't have they they see these people as different and and whether it's the parents whether it's it's, it's, it's a combination of the parents the school everything they they are narrow minded and it was it was odd I didn't like that. Like, and then obviously the, the big thing as well for me was really trying well, like when I first started going clubbing or like or trying to get into clubs with friends who were black that suddenly if I went with that group of friends from sixth form we'd all go and get in but if I went from, with my group of friends from high school we wouldn't get in. Yeah. And then yeah. it <laughs> Re- Reality. Yeah, reality suddenly hit home that actually this is like we'd go there I'd go there to, to the same club with this group of friends yeah. and have no problems and I'd go to the same club the next week with that group of friends and we'd be sitting outside and that'd be it um, do you know do you know I used to go to venue in Ilford at five past nine because I was worried the, about the first one it. yeah the first one there I'd yeah. be the first one there bro trust me and it was I'm sure you lot have been through it right two by twos mm. three by or mixed up you know, hey, there'd be five five yeah. mans going, and then we'll see like girls at the bus stop and be like, "Oh, let's join. Let, let me come in with you as a couple." Yeah. And then yeah. there'd be two of the guys like left without a girl. So then, like, we'll we'll wait for them to 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 get two girls that they can walk in with, and then the girls we've got to walk in with are like, "Oh, we're going in now." You used to take it. Oh, it was a headache, man. It was a headache, bro. And you and you know that a lot of, a lot of people just haven't heard this. Do you know that it's, it's a lot still of people just don't now, realize it. Yeah, it still happens. Yeah, it's happening now. Um, and we've got all the role models in place. Do you know what I mean? Just... <laughs> mm. I love it when he does that. And he does that every episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got his a big, I told you so point. He's it. And he waits uh, for the perfect moment to say, see? <laughs> everyone's got a responsibility here. Black and white, Asian, everyone. Because I am... Um, I don't think that any one particular event will 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 be uh, the change that completely wipes out racism, but it, it can be the catalyst for making everyone talk about things, keep talking about it, share life stories, um, share experiences, and if you can change just a few people in your literally close circle or community, I think that's a start, and that's that's really what I'm hoping this generation our generation and the next generation, it's going to take forever, but it, it will happen because I don't think for a second when the women first started protesting that people thought that was going to happen and it happened. Mm. So we have to believe that this actually can happen. I think with like, the, the, the world is just going to be a lot more mixed. Like us, the three of us now have mixed kids. And yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing in kind of pushing one history and to eradicating racism. Well, I don't think it'll ever go fully, but I think just the more that there is mixed kids and mixed generations coming, it will help. Mm. 
And yeah. then, but then, but then, look at look at the the thing of colorism within the black community is a big thing. Do you know what I mean? So, like, ah, oh, just how dark people are perceived to slightly like yeah within within ourselves. Like, do you know what I mean? So all these yeah, things. Like, there's so many factors to this that Listen, go we've beyond all, we've all got that go beyond us opening up our phone and whatever. This is deep shit, man. This is real deep shit. Mm. Like. I mean, we've all got black friends that will tell you, I ain't going to that place, there's too many black people. <laughs> that's, that's very real. Mm. I've got many friends, ah, oh, no, it's too many black people, I ain't going to go to that. And it's, you know, so. And, and, and the and word I, we're using probably is not even going to be there's too many black people. It's the next word we're using, it. You know what I mean? Says it all. <laughs> it, it just like, it, it goes back to so true. Goes back to what I told you about my mum. Like we have to deal with we have to deal with our own demons as well. Um, in that sense, um, yeah. But I, I feel like that that is going to be harder to to get past than the whole racism. Situation. Yeah, but we can't get past the whole racism situation until we get past this. Yeah, and uh, that's definitely hard. <laughs> like, even, yeah. even just to the point, like I've I've seen so much happen in the industry where like black people don't even celebrate each other. Like, and, yeah. and if they are, there's that slight bit of hate that, oh, why is that person there? Like, yeah, but then again, it, it's, this is psychology because it, 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 that's the thing of crabs in a back bucket. Do you know what I mean? You'll have a company and there'll be like, what, two or three black people that work there. And, <laughs> oh, actually, just a little bit off this, right? I don't know, I was watching something, and this woman joined this company, yeah? It was like a comedy sketch. She joined the company, and she was doing an induction day. <laughs> she was a black woman, yeah? So the white woman's, like, doing the mm. induction with her. It's like, oh, yeah, this is this, is this. this is where, this is the staff room, where, where. this is the pr- print up. Oh, Actually, this is Wendy. You might know her. She's another black woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Her. You know what? I, you know what? Though, yeah, I, I actually like like that stuff. Makes me laugh. Like we've lost a bit of that. Yeah, and and this is it. Like and this is. But then and that it was jokes. It was so funny. But they ended up hate. They were the ones that hated each other the most in the whole throughout the whole program. And um, mm. I know that there that's, is, that's what there that, is defensive like some black people want to be the only black pe- person there. Yeah. Because they see yeah, the other yeah, one yeah, as the yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I need yeah. to outshine this one. Like, but that's not, that, that, is, that goes deeper, man. And again, I think this is another podcast. And if we did do a podcast on the psychology of us and that, um, I'd rather, I'd like to do some research first and I'll just pull out. Yeah, that's <laughs> man like that. I'm only joking, but um, <laughs> no, man, I think it's, it's, it cuts very deep. And, and this is why, um, I feel very strongly about this situation going back to, you know, the current climate. Um, In the whole time you've been alive though, Haynes, this must be, I don't know if you, you said last week that you didn't, you didn't see it, but you must be seeing that. Okay. Okay. The awareness of this is much more than before. Surely you seeing that or. Um, I've seen more, I've seen more black, black screens. Like now, nah, obviously there was loads of black screens last week and stuff. You know what I mean? But like, I don't, oh. It's not resonating with it's you. Not is that, it? it's, it's not, not resonating with me, bro. It's not that. It's not that. Because there are there have been I've seen there's been people that I know that I've seen them post more things, right? And I'm like, do you know what? Sick. Like I love that. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, but I'm gonna be honest with you. 
I feel like there's been some like white people that have just noticed I had to go white people. I was like, I wanted to whisper, <laughs> fucking hell, man. Like, <laughs> but like, there's been some, like, I feel like there's been, there's been a few white people in this scenario that have overdone it, that they're overly doing it and they're overly posting it. And something about it, just, I'm just like, just slow down a bit. Like, I, like, I get it. You're for it. You're damned if you do. And fair enough. Like, fair enough. But I, I don't know what my view is on that. But I, I, I'm just like... One second. Like, oh. If you're a white person, if you're a white person, you're, you're more likely to listen to a white person's opinion on this than a black person's opinion. True say. True say. Fact. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't feel like them overdoing it. As long as the, the whole bandwagon thing is a whole nother conversation, but... I think as long as they are saying facts and they're overdoing it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm learning facts from them myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. But I, I just, mm. yeah, I, I don't know what my point is, but I think it's just something that I've noticed and I'm just like, there's been a couple of times I've just thought, all right, like, I, I kind of want to see your dog again. Like, do you know what I mean? Show me your garden. Like, <laughs> like that's what I'm used to. Like, <laughs> in, yeah, in, insta- yeah, Instagram you know I mean? like, is definitely but, um, no, like, uh, I, like I said, bro. Like uh, I said uh, to your question just now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, people have been backing it and whatnot, whatnot. I just, I can't help but think on a normal day when there's killings going on in London, Manchester, Birmingham. Like these same people are not. They're not saying anything. And and that's mm. that, like that's what that's where I think. That's why we'll see, though, man. I mean, it, it may change. Do you think they'll save more now? Do you think you'll see that um, uh, when a, a killing does happen, whether it's black on black, white on white, or work, or any I, any I, sort of? I don't think so because everyone's going to go back to their jobs, and this guy's got this artist that he needs to manage and this guy's got this and da, 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 da. and and if he says if he says something now just before he goes to his meeting with Sony like oh it might it might be oh, it's, it's a great you know point I mean? you know. it might oh I can't, like <laughs> it's a great place is it like, <laughs> that's the reality that's exactly the reality. exactly exactly so and that's yeah. why for me like uh, this something about all of this just isn't sitting right with me that's all and I've seen mm. I've seen people on on news channels and chatting, chatting on news and do 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 do. And I'm just like, please, please, after this, when something does happen in our neighborhood, please like be the person that says something again. Like that'd be great. I would love for that. I just don't see it happening. Just very quickly, the only thing I the, kind of the last thing I want to say on the black on black stuff is that by conf- by bringing that in now in the middle of the Black Lives Matter protest campaign, I think it gives the opposition. I don't want to call it <laughs> opposition, but uh, not no, not <laughs> the, the people who don't, mean, who don't support. Yeah, I don't it, mean yeah, white yeah. people. I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? The people. Yeah, the people. Who, the people it was yeah, just yeah. weird to yeah, hear the that word. Like. <laughs> the people who are anti yeah, this course, Black Lives course. Matter movement. And, and 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 don't understand Black Lives Matter and 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 they're trying to push with all lives matter, which of course all lives matters, but that's not what we're we're dealing with something at the moment. Mm. Um, it gives them fuel to cloud 
people's judgment. Yeah, but you mm. say that. And, that's, and we have to be careful. If there's people talking about the whole black on black thing and it's to eradicate it and stop it and people are speaking out about it, it's, it's a part to the solution of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's, mm. it's going to fuel anything no. because I just yeah. think like, but then, I think it's worth not talking about it because yeah. it's just something that's happening in the background that is a part of the problem that we're talking about here. You see, like, black yeah. lives matter. Black lives don't just like police black brutality. Lives matter was, and yeah. They matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I've got another yeah. thing I want to say with this whole, um, back to the, one of the questions you asked me, George is like, so listen to this now. Yeah. Um, so Instagram, and we know Instagrams does all the algorithms and stuff like that, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna break down the algorithm, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see on my feed last Tuesday, um bare black screens. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna see. But the algorithms are gonna show me that based on who I follow, what I like, da 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 da. Yeah. Have, can I, like, and, and I did think this, right? So I did a search, and I did a search which was hashtag Whiteout Tuesday. Yeah. Do you know how many, do you know how many Whiteout Tuesdays there were post with just a white, white screen? That? We would never have seen it if we ain't searching it because the algorithm's not showing us. So as much as Oh, you don't that's follow, mad. You, you know. don't follow the people. You no, know, I didn't. I didn't actually know that. You yeah? know. Or you don't follow the people that are posting it. Yeah, okay, you'd hope to fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. at the same time, you can go on your discovery page. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it, it's the same thing. I, I've spent a lot of time on the um, discover page or whatever you call it. So my thing is, like, as much as there's change, 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 and um, it's helping itself. We're all we're all within an algorithm web. Do you know what I mean? And and. And and that's one. That's another thing that I just thought. Like, we, we want to build awareness. You want to yeah, build an awareness, it, but you, it goes how, back to your role model thing, bro. Like, that's why these people are important because yeah. it's not necessarily like I don't know. Just use Storms as an example again. Like he, it, it, the majority of his followers are probably seventy five percent white people. Mm. Mm. So it, it like. That's why these role models are important. What they're saying, if they're not saying enough or whatever, is a different story. But that's why you can't, when you're saying about these people are not talking or need to talk up more. They do, but they've got the followers to at least just put a black square on and it may just be enough. As a um, Music and clubbing has a real uh, responsibility right now. and Because um, that, is, that is one one industry, two industries, however you want to see it, that can definitely unite people. And I think going back to Charles, what Charles just said about Stormzy, Stormzy's quite real talking in what he says. Uh, even when he was on the, on the biggest stage he's ever been on at Glastonbury, he was real talking. And you can't tell me that doesn't have a positive I'm effect not, yeah. for us. And you know what? I rate, I rate that and order that, I promise you. But I'm, I'm going to be so honest with you guys right now, yeah, with regards to Stormzy. Like, He's, he's, he's allowed to do it. And that's it. He's allowed to do it. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. Um, I see him with his interviews on Jonathan Roche and blah, 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 blah. And he, and he comes across, he's a, such a nice guy. And he does what he's doing. And he, he, he fits, he's, he's well 
trained like on that yeah. level, right? My point is, he's allowed to do it. But that's there was some yes, okay, that's fine, that's fine. But if there was someone doing that, that wasn't, I'm not saying he's controlled, but wasn't as controlled as like media training, yeah, you know. all of that. That he wouldn't be allowed to do that, right? Do you know what I mean? And that's why, like, yeah, I'll get you, I'll move you on that. But it, it, if he didn't use his voice, though, we'd be calling him out, what, what me? Hmm. We'd be calling him out saying, hold on a minute, you've got a massive voice that, here. That, that, and you, that to me is also another problem in all of this, bro. Like, and that's what black people are doing a lot at the minute, is calling other black people out on the situation. Like, why, yeah. why should you be forced to have to say something? Or, like, why are you then... Like, obviously, they're not racist, but indirectly, you're not, you're not looking after your own. And it's like, why, why should you be forced in that position? It's, I, I'm not a fan. I agree. It's, it's, it's been, yeah, even for me, I, I'm And it's the same people that. that are calling these other people out that say nothing when it's, when it's a normal... Storms is getting called out because he ain't on social media. Everyone is like, why has Storms not said anything? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it's like, so should he come back on social media to, Just to say talk something about this? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't I agree. He didn't agree to be the spokesperson. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't sit down and go, he's got, obviously got the platform and he's got the following that he, he could make positive he, change. He does what he does and he does it well. Do you know what I mean? Like that tune where he had um, fuck Boris or whatever. Like, that's a political thing. Like, that was okay. You allowed that. Like, it got played. Everyone was okay about that. Do you know what I mean? But if you had someone like Kalashnikov say that, shut down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this yeah, is what I'm trying to say. There's also... There's also doing it at certain times, like Dave doing what he did at the Brits. Okay. That's a perfect time to do that. Okay. Like, that's it's, what it's going to take. It's going to take a big moment and, yeah. it's, to do it's, that. It's, 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 a, it's, it's strategic, man. Do you know what I mean? But someone... You know he didn't have to do that as well. No, of course not. It was easy not to do that, right? Yeah, and Dave, like you've got to think Dave, Dave is someone who's up and coming. He's big, but he's up and coming. That could have been a make or break for his career to a certain level. Like mm-hmm. someone... Yeah. Something Definitely. could have been taken out of context on that and that could have been the end of him. So at the same time, I think now's a good time because people are going to take more of them risks and they're going to be more outspoken in them big open platforms, which is good. Your feelings on, your feelings on Anthony Joshua's comments? Did you see it? Yeah, I, that's another thing that came up in the conversation with my friends is like, why would someone like that be telling people to just go to black-owned businesses? I think they got taken out of context, though. I think it did like, as well. Did I, I don't say, think he's... Did you say that, Andy? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I know exactly what he said and stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with him because what he's trying to say is if you want to make a change, you've got to make a change to the economy. And yes. that's what I said last mm. week. Do you know what I mean? So once, mm. But when I said it last week, yeah, I didn't mention anything about, oh, but you should just go and spend your money at black-owned companies. Do you know what I mean? But... What I said is the same thing, but he said that and everyone jumped on that, that comment. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and this, is, this is what I mean. It's, it's, it, it, like, I agree. I agree with it. And there's nothing but wrong I, with it. I agree with it. I fully agree with it. And I think it, it kind of has to happen that way because, like I said earlier, my situation, it, when money is the be all and end all of where, the outcome of this situation, these guys are going to go for money. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So why not put the money into the black-owned businesses so that you can become the corporation? Mm. What he was saying, it, it, it looked to me like, I kind of read it as like, it's like saying shop local rather than shop mm. at the big company, like support the small business or support the locally owned business, support the black-owned business mm. rather than go to yeah the, the big corporation. That's what I see that exactly, as. Exactly, Sam. Maybe and the thing with that, Sammy, yeah, is what you just said is bang on. And that's where we go into being feeling comfortable. He said something that's made a few people uncomfortable. And that's what mm, makes yeah. what he said more, than a few, yeah. more relevant to someone else. Do you know what I mean? He could have easily mm. said local, but why am I, why am, like, yeah, you can say local and it'd be like, oh yeah, we know what he means. But then that's, that's, that's him talking like um, in, in code so that he, we can get what he's saying. But the fact he said that has made people uncomfortable. That's where, that's where I think it, it, it has more, more power. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it's going to take people like him. He's a leader as well, isn't it? Like, it, it if, if people like him ain't speaking like that, then there's no way back. Personally, and like, you need, he you need can speak like, like that, man, because of, I feel like because of what he does, like he's a boxer. He's going, as long as he can box and knock man out, he's always going to be all right. Do you get me? But if he was, if he was an artist underneath this person or that person, maybe they would have said, oh, maybe you should say, say, say this instead. Like, we, we don't know what goes on. You get me? Yeah, you say that, but then I, I think there's a massive thing in, like, how much this situation really is going to be tested when fans can go back to Premier League games and football and the racism existing in there. Before this yeah. happened, before two weeks ago, it was like this season was probably the most racism has existed in football. And like since back in the since day. Back yeah. in the day. So when this is all over and everyone's back, is all of a sudden that's gonna be gone? No. And then like yeah. Raheem Sterling came out the other day and he spoke some good truths about it, but I don't this this ain't gonna help that situation because you're gonna go to another country, England's gonna play, and there's gonna be monkey chants and stuff like that. Even closer to home than that, I'm so glad you brought this up because so you went on your march, you posted your black square, um, you have engaged in conversations or or dropped tweets. You're now at Tottenham. You're now at Chelsea as a black or mixed race fan or Asian fan, someone of an ethnic minority. And you hear someone three rows up from you call one of the ethnic players uh, uh, an insult because they've missed their chance. Are you going to speak up now? Or are you going to be quiet and be silent and go against everything that you've just done two weeks before? I'll be honest mm. with you, though. I'll be honest with you. In that scenario, you're probably best trying to fuck up, but you get trampled <laughs> on. <bro. laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, let's be real, man. Everyone loves the hero. How are you going to change Everyone it? loves the hero, but... A foolish man that's going to die today cannot save you tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes, like, I get what you're saying, but it, when it comes to football, you know when you said football, yeah? Bro, like, going, like, Germany, and they like, to me, like, when, where's that going to, is that going to change? Like, I almost expect it. Like, I don't know, if, I don't know what that means, but to me, it's just like, yeah. like the geezer three rolls up has, has just said that. Mate, as long as he yeah, don't fucking say anything to that's me, a, that's exactly the I'm same. I'm keeping as my head straight. That's the same as a big record label, blah blah blah. They're, they're all white owned and stuff. You expect it. So then you're saying the same thing. So nah, how do you get rid of that? Nah, man. Football, football. Who like we're talking about hooligans here? 
We're not talking it's about. Not just no, it doesn't. No, it's no, it doesn't have to be hooligans. It's, no. it's, yeah. the, the, the generic, the generic stuff comes off impulse, bro. Like the, the someone's missed the chance that could have saved their whole team. This person has decided to. That, that after they've said it, do you think they even realise what they've said? But it's racism. Yeah, and that's when that's mm. when the true racism comes out, though, isn't it? Really. So that's what I'm saying. What I'm looking here, though, is okay. Let's rewind 12 weeks and remember that we're in a pandemic still you wouldn't believe it because no one's talking about it anymore but we're still in a pandemic the two things that people are trying to hurry back quicker than before were football and hospitality so so entertainment and mass gatherings whether it be in a pub or a club these are obviously two things that the government know will uplift the mood of the country it's something that we can't really live without So in that sense, then, when, when racism is an issue, we have to look at those two sectors as having a responsibility mm. to help eradicate. Do you know what I'm saying? It is important. Like, if you don't speak up when a fan is being racist around you, how is it ever going to change? But it would take more it, than one person to, like, from sitting at West Ham games when we had to watch the matches because I worked there, but from... It would when it got to the point when there was guys who would like throw a banana onto the pitch at certain players and stuff like that. Like it was that level of racism. But serious, yeah. Even like I mean, it feels like modern times. And you're saying this. I I haven't been for for seven, like probably eighteen years. But from seeing that, it would take more than one person to actually go. That's that's not acceptable. And it would take like because you're in a situation where there's thousands of men like this if, if 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 one guy then turns around and kicks off it's going to be a fight between them two people it's going to it's it's going to take for everyone in that like everyone around that person to go no that's not Hang on, on chuck that person yeah. out or whatever yeah like that's that's not on you can't say that yeah. you can't say that you can't you can't throw throw this at a player or something like that that's 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 it would take more than one person like for for but this is this one. is this is what I'm saying. It's not a, something that is going to be a quick solution and just going to be easy. Yes, the protests are happening and all of this. But if you're talking about forty thousand people being in one place and there's racism like that around you in your face, and you can't mm. eradicate it from there, how are you going to eradicate it from the millions of people? Society, yeah. Like mm. how? And that person mm. that is sitting next to the person who's racist at a football match, who's with their other half Kid. or friend. Yeah. Like you, mm. you're not even going to say nothing because you're not even going there for that reason like why are you going to go there and it, it, that's on par with being employed and not getting to certain levels but you're not going to say nothing because you've got your job and you don't want to miss that I think football's probably the only sport where you've got this level of aggression this level of expression this level of whatever like it's the only sport bro. like no other sport does this <laughs> You can be passionate and, 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 and really into something without, but just without the racism though, surely. Like you can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be into of course, you can, you of course. Do, do you know how I look at it when you're saying the, the whole football thing is like, it's a mass. So you're talking about 40,000 people, say average, what, 40,000 people in a stadium. You're going to get yeah. a small pocket of people that are racist. You're going to get a small pocket of people that are hooligans. Like if you think about the world or say London, for example, Compare London to the 40,000 people in uh, a football match. It would be the same kind of averages of... Mm. Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you're saying that to me, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because that's still just a small minority of people that are going there for that aggression. Do you get what I mean? Mm. 
So I just like racism is there and it's 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 visible. That's why I'm using it as an example. Like mm. it's the mm. visible form of racism probably before all of this has happened. Mm. And I think that's why it's so important. If you can't get rid of it there, you can't, I don't think you can get rid of it. I get you, but I still I still disagree. Do you know what I mean? I get I get what you're saying, but I just I still kind of feel like there's a difference with you know I can see it's gonna be very hard to get rid of it in that situation. But that's the that situation that's that situation that is the same situation yeah. everywhere. Like As, it's mm. it's no different. Like why is the situation different if if a family's sitting at home watching football and that family of four are shouting at the TV? Yeah. It's, it's the same. Mm. Mm. When a six year old asks you, Daddy, why are they treating Raheem that way? And you've then got to explain to him, you know, that's happening. Raheem Sterling, all of them, they've gone through it over the last two, three years. Um, and when they play abroad, it's even worse. So, yeah. The money, invo- the money, the money involved in things, though, is such a great point we spoke about earlier. Like, if you're a prem, if you're a prem b- baller, you're sponsored by Nike, Adidas. You've got, you're an ambassador for other brands and the amount of money you're paid, it must be pressure. Massive pressure to want to speak out right now, knowing that there's a great chance you might potentially, because it's happening. People are probably losing sponsorships as we speak because they've come out and spoke. Some people will be gaining more respect and maybe growing their fan base. You're probably more safer to come out with all of these sponsorships now. I think Mm. previous to that with the racism in football before all of this has happened, there would have been so many that would have been scared to lose their thing. But now they do get dropped because they're speaking about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So they're speaking out when it's comfortable, not when it's uncomfortable. Exactly. Mm. Boy. Well, anyway. 